0: man some of the projected teams are now bottom dwellers and some of the bottom dwellers are now becoming top teams and og ananobi puts a needed shot in the arm in the mecca i'm rosa panta this is the clinic all nba podcast i have the three hooligans with me jj how you living my friend
1: feeling good i'm feeling great new year new you ladies and gents
2: (laughs) what's up (laughs)
0: what's up yes indeed John how you living my friend
2: new year new me new kid I am doing great I'm living life I'm excited to be here let's get it guys
0: yeah man definitely congratulations to the new father John of course Sammy how you living my friend
3: and new year celebrating John's new kid and his MVP James Harden let's go
0: we'll definitely have to talk about those la clippers a little later but first boys we gotta talk about some nba basketball it's been a while but i'm glad to see you all we gotta talk about some disappointing teams this season and i'm gonna give you guys some front runners for the vote for disappointing teams here First, we have the 8th seeded Suns, who are 19 and 16. So, a week ago, the Suns were in 11th place, having lost 9 of their last 12 games. Now, they're just a game behind the 6th place Pelicans, having won 4 straight. We also have the 10th-seeded Lakers, who are 17 and 19. And then, to follow up, we have the 11th seed Warriors, who are 17 of 18. They had a great homestand in which they won Let's see, they won eight games straight at home and recently they've had a drop of four games out of six games. So boys, all of these teams were expected to be top, top of their conferences but are now 8th, 10th, and 11th respectively. Who is your most disappointing team? I'm going to start it off with JJ here
1: most disappointing team in my opinion it has to be the suns they were favored to win the west you have kd you have d book in his prime and then you move all those assets just to get bradley beal and who asked for the who asked for bradley beal it was KD. kd so out of all the teams listed um Call me crazy, I think the Lakers could turn it around. Their their two best players are still playing great. The Warriors, (laughs) we could get to them in a minute, but the Suns, I think they're the most disappointing because out of everyone that we just listed, Jun, they were favorites and Hmm. arguably the best uh, top heavy team.
0: What do you boys think?
2: Who do you want to go next? Me or Sammy? Because I already know Sammy's answer. So if you want to play the cards here, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? You know, I'm going to go
0: for the predictable here. What, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, what do you think? You
3: lose. I was kind of thinking the Suns too, because those three dudes haven't played more than mm-hmm. I think a game together. But yeah, you Wait, know, are, you giving them, some...
0: are you giving them an excuse here?
3: Uh, that... just uh, you know what I'm doing. I'm going after the low hanging fruit. That's what I'm gonna okay. do. Let, let's <laughs> talk about the Lakers since John wants me to. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing that worries me, and I, I don't. I mean this in all like sincerity about the the way they're playing. If you told me they were 17 and 19 because Davis had missed 10 games at this point, LeBron had missed eight or nine, that would be one thing. I think up until last game, they played every game this year, and they're playing well. And they're still 17-19. and 19. That's the thing that concerns me with True. them. True. True. They've been healthy in terms of the top players. I think Reeves hasn't missed a game either has missed one. So the guys you define as one, two, and three are there. But the rotations are a mess. Otherwise, we just saw that story that came out that there's some unhappiness with Ham. And I think what we've always learned with these leaks is someone wants them out there. I'm not assuming it's LeBron, but someone wanted it out there that the team is not happy. They need some trades again. And I think there was a set expectation that they had found their so-called big three that Reeves really stepped up in the playoffs. So it just it does make you wonder. Is there a coaching change coming? What's the next step? And I wanna see all the best players healthy legitimately. But is the other shoe going to drop? We have consistent returns these last five years that LeBron or AD or both miss time every year. So if they're playing this badly now, what happens if one of those two is not available for an extended period of time? So I look at it like that. With the Warriors, just really briefly, I just think it. this is a fascinating like case study about trying to keep keep winning while threading the needle with the future. But I want to defer here, John, Who who's your pick of these teams?
0: Wait before no. John, before you before you pick, can can you defend the Lakers a little bit? Do you do you see reasons like why they're yes. having a disappointing season so far? Because I think you deserve oh. a
2: chance here. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, Sammy just completely verbally assaulting my team here, and I just can't stand for it. <laughs> Assaulted with the truth, perhaps. <laughs> but, uh... Okay. All right. No. In, in seriousness, I mean, I've. It's a tough question. I mean, I, I kind of agree with JJ. I think they can turn it around. I think they have the talent. But one of the things that we've always talked about with the, keeping the roster more or less the same with adding a, a few new pieces is the continuity. But I think there's also the continuity of your rotations, which Sammy alluded to, right? Having a set, you know, when you're going to come into the game, who you're going to play with, who you're going to get minutes with. And I don't think there is there there is that. And I don't know if Darvin Ham is still trying out all these different rosters some of the the things the, the decisions he's making are kind of questionable but in my in the defense of the Lakers right they were in the play in last year and i know that half of the season was with Russell Westbrook um obviously i think a lot of the blame put on him may have been misplaced if you're looking at now and kind of retrospective things that happen but ultimately i think anytime you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team they can pick it up and I mean, look. I know there's a lot of joshing and, and joking about the in-season tournament, the banner, and get get it. I get it. Some of it is, is warranted. Although I do think Adam Silver is the one who pressured them to do it to try to legitimize, legitimize, and give credibility to this in-season tournament. But that looked like a completely different team. I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember, but that five-game stretch, they looked dominant on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So to me, the pieces didn't change. So, so in theory they should be able to play that same way that they played now is that going to happen I don't know that's that's mm-hmm. a, a big million dollar question but I still think they're capable of it so um, I mean what we're just under 40 games of the season so almost halfway there's plenty of time but I agree with Sammy there's some concern
0: would a coaching change make a difference for the Lakers do you think that's a problem Doc Ruffers to, to oh the Lakers, and Doc Rivers. Please let Doc cook.
2: <laughs> like if Doc, here's the thing. That's probably what I would deserve for the last few years of me making fun of Doc Rivers being a top 15 coach of all time, which he is. Check the stats. I would probably deserve that. It
0: already sounds like I it's would on deserve the Lakers it. The way John's no, talking no, about no, him no, 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 He's no, no. He's getting ready, baby. That was being. That's
2: being. That's me being facetious. Anyway, uh, would it, wow, that's a great question, man. Would it make a difference? I think it's still too early to fire Darvin Ham, personally. I think that would be a rash decision, and I would give it until this season.
0: Mm. JJ, Sammy, yeah. do the Lakers need a coaching change? We should reevaluate
1: in two weeks because the Lakers will have. Eleven of their next twelve games at home, and winning cures everything. And Darvin Ham brought was brought into uh, the Lakers organization for defense. So I don't know what's going on. Like, I, and I wanted to like reaffirm what John said, which is the Lakers' strong point has always been defense, and that's how even they that's how they even won the end season tournament and. It's, it's just weird because they just look like a completely different team. Um, they're not playing defense and some of it is just um, bad effort. Some of it is the rotations. It seems like the rotations are out of whack, like what John was saying. But um, they got to find a solution because with DRus out, Cam Reddish and Rui all dealing with injuries. What are they going to do with perimeter play? So the next two or three weeks, Sammy, um, I know there's a strong push right now for Darwin Ham to get fired, but would that even help? Like, it's kind of been... This is kind of crazy and not crazy at the same time, but are we all surprised that another LeBron James coach might get fired mid-season?
3: Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I'm. I know this worked for LeBron once before with Ty Lue, ironically. But I'm not a big fan of changing coaches mid-season. I think more often than not, historically, we've seen that doesn't do anything. Now the trades, they could, because if you're trying to figure out the rotations, that that could solve that problem. But that also brings up another question. Last year, they were in almost the same spot. And I know one of the responses to that could be, well, look where they ended up. They ended up there by making a ton of trades at the deadline. And to their credit, Palenka pulled a miracle and with what they did. But it does bring up a question. Yeah, I understand you have LeBron and AD, and so you're going to have a lot of bottom heavy talent on the roster in terms of salary. Why can't they keep a strict set of rotation? Basically, why does this flip every single year where we're asking this question in the first half of every season? So to me, I don't think this is a coaching issue. I think this is a roster management issue where maybe on Darwin Hamps fault, he can't quite figure out how to piece these players together correctly. But as a coach, I can only imagine how difficult it is every year to essentially have to rebuild your rotation from spots four to eleven. Mm-hmm. And that's what they he's being put in the position to do every year or whoever the Lakers coach is. And so I don't think a, a coaching change solves that at all. I think you just have to mm-hmm. find some consistency in your roster.
0: John, I think we skipped over your most disappointing team.
3: (laughs)
2: Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, everyone wants me to see the Warriors, but I honestly didn't think that the Warriors were going to be that great this year. So to me, that's not really like a disappointment.
3: It's more just (laughs) the expectation. He actually said said that. How dare you, dude? On the season preview episode... John actually called that the Warriors were going to be his disappointment. I remember that. So Yes.
2: Thank you, Sam.
3: Thank Sa- you, credit. You know what? I did not expect Sammy to be in my
2: corner, but I appreciate it. I'll take what I can get at this point, Sammy. <laughs> After you well, verbally said You, James my Harden, and backers have to stick together. Please proceed. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I- I'm going to agree with JJ. I think it's the Suns. And because of all the hype, and they're still trying to keep that um, top heavy super team three best players you know team alive and that's not really the way that the league is actually going you're seeing a lot of teams with depth I mean the Nuggets obviously right they have two stars and then the rest of the squad is just deep um so to me it's the Suns and I know a lot of injuries they haven't really played much together but that's that's part of the game injuries happen right Lakers have injuries Warriors have injuries Chris Paul I just heard about news about Chris Paul which is unfortunate and it's the Suns they have injuries too but be the, to be in 19 and 16 when they like JJ said they were expected to win the West is at this point disappointing so I'm gonna go with the Suns
0: man I, I mean I I agree with you guys that the Suns are disappointing the Lakers are also disappointing but I'm gonna go with my Golden State Warriors for the most disappointing team this season and that's because not because of like I know that there were doubts about how Chris Paul would work out the season but the way that they started the season. It was so hot, things meshed so well together, and it seemed like, it seemed like Kerr didn't really have to figure out the rotations, but now all of a sudden, you know, I think we're almost about mid midway-ish towards the season here. Like, it, it seems like Kerr has lost, and the players can feel it. Kaminga is unhappy with Steve Kerr. Moses Moody, who has been a great contributor when he plays, has been getting DNPs. He's unhappy as well. And now you add the fact that Chris Paul tonight fractured his hand and is expected to have surgery. Like, I just see this thing tumbling way, way, way down, and I don't know what's going to fix it. Do any of you guys have an idea of how the Warriors can possibly fix their season this year?
2: Do you... I'm going to throw it back to you with a question. a question to your question question because I think do you think that and I know Steve Curry has done a lot for this franchise and he has won championships but do you think it's just Mm -hmm. that time where they need a new voice you know where where somebody's been at uh, the same company for a long time and they're kind of stuck in the mud and things aren't progressing anymore and it's just time to split ways do you think that is we're reaching that kind of moment for the Warriors here for for me I don't know if JJ
0: could speak to this too I feel like Kurt is in a really awkward place I feel like that is trying to appease the veterans while while also trying to like make a a winning team at the same time but that doesn't mean that like the veterans should be getting a lot of minutes lot like now he's getting a little bit more frisky. Where like he's bringing Wiggins off the bench, but for a long time Clay wasn't playing very well. Draymond at times just seems more frustrated than like productive, and I think those are reasons for him to like kind of lose some minutes too. But the fact that like this trio has won championships, I mean, you could say foursome with with Wiggins winning the last one that they won it's hard for Kerr to balance all of that because he still has like solid contributors if they got minutes like Kaminga, solid player Moody um, now Trace Jackson Davis also Pods. Pods has been like super good too but finding minutes for all these guys is difficult and it seems like no one's able to like really develop or like even have like a sort of flow. JJ, do you kind of agree with me here?
1: Yeah, absolutely You hit the nail on the head. It's when, when I think about Coach Kerr, when I think about all coaches actually, coaches are chefs and the players are the ingredients. And Coach Kerr is trying to make a winning recipe with ingredients that he's been using for years. But we all know that food, there are classic dishes, but sometimes in a restaurant you need a better dish to match the times. and. He's holding on to the equity of players, like what you said, like, like Klay, if Clay goes one for 11 and then he, and then you're going to let him ride it out in the fourth quarter and close the game. That doesn't make sense to me. And it's, and like what you said, Jin, like he, he's going to sink. He's going to go down in a sinking ship with his players that won him those four rings. Kerr doesn't have a contract for next season and if he's if he's gonna go down who who is he gonna go down with it's gonna go with the, the ogs Giro. the ogs john exactly and yeah i mean i, I it, could go on for it I, I just think like right now um if they're trying to and we've talked about it they're trying to bridge the this gap between the youth and the ogs and it's not happening and Kerr's just like all right let's let's roll with the vets and if he's going to roll with the vets it's now on Mike Dunleavy to make sure that he has basketball players that could match coach Kerr coach Kerr's gameplay and the veterans uh, style on the game they, they the floor and we've seen Kaminga he may not have that IQ, that basketball IQ, or that the physic, the the basketball play, chemistry, to match with the Warriors. Uh, it's
2: it's all about the leg like legacy, like you say, JJ. I mean, it's, the le- it's what you've done, what what these players have done for the franchise. And Clay's done a lot. Steph, obviously Steph. Draymond's done a lot. But like, if there comes a point in time when these players are no longer the players that they used to be. I think one of the, the the key prime examples that come to mind is D-Rose, right? Like, Derek Rose had so many injuries. He obviously was never longer in his prime. But he kind of transitioned into that six-man bench role really well. And I, I think there's a lot of players in the league who are, are not incapable, but they're just unwilling to do that. And it's something that they have to do. But you're right. Kerr is not in a... He's put in a lot lose-lose situation. I think that that kind of is is an accurate, you know,
3: statement.
0: Sammy, real real quick before we go to surprising teams, how do we fix the Warriors?
3: I think the the question you have to define is what does fix mean at this point in the evolution of the Warriors? Are you trying to make one or two big moves to make them contenders this year? Or are you starting to evaluate and look toward the future? And when I say the future, this is obviously with Curry, but... Is it time to see what's out there for Draymond? Has he become too much of just an overarching story? I mean, I believe Curse at something along the lines of, he needed time away from us, and we needed time away from him last week yep, uh, right. about him being away. That's a big statement about someone who's been there that long, so.
1: That's what you say before you get a divorce.
3: Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> the therapy hasn't worked, so we gotta do something else <laughs> not spoken from experience experience, even a little bit eight years strong but anyway um, so yeah I I think I don't think this year I don't see a path to them realistically hang there's just too much top end talent right now so to me the move is how do you find a way to retool fast and be ready for next year and get ahead of the curve I still think Kerr is the right coach for the team. I just think, I, I, th- I do think there's some ro- uh, rotation management concerns right now. He is riding with the older guys a little bit too much. And it's, at this point, you just, you gotta let Kaminga and Moody play and figure out what you got. And I do think it might be time to figure out what does the future look like relative to Clay and Draymond. As painful as that is emotionally, from a salary cap perspective, you've got two, three more peak Curry years. You have to take advantage of them. So to me, that's that's the fix. I think you start to target for next year. I just I think this year's shot. Am, am I sadistic for wanting
2: the Warriors to trade Draymond Green to the Washington Wizards?
3: Am I sadistic for <laughs> wanting them to
2: trade him to the Los Angeles Lakers? Yes, you are. Please, that, <laughs> wait, that would, uh... wait, wait, wait,
0: Okay, after this, we're gonna go to to the ad read. But I I wanna I wanna continue this conversation of where we could send Draymond. Okay, because I heard. That that the Sacramento Kings just put, I think Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and Davion Mitchell on the trade block. Okay, and I think adding Draymond to Fox Sabonis, etc., could make that team better. Who says no in some sort of trade scenario involving the three Sacramento Kings t- players and Draymond? Is there something there or no?
3: Are Draymond and Sabonis having a conversation avoiding <laughs> ribs, kicks in the ribs before this trade happens? It's happened? stipulated in the contract.
0: <laughs> so I'm guessing that's a no. Um,
3: I see where you're coming from. I personally, I think Davion Mitchell is potentially a great asset on the right team. And just the, the Kings don't have rotation time for him now. I would love yeah. him on the Warriors. Um, He's a great perimeter defender, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the fit there. What It's its just so hard to gauge what Draymond's value is around the league right now. It's such a hard thing sure. to figure out. And I, I do think with him, you I don't like him for the Kings right now because he would be the loudest voice in that room. And I think he needs to go to a team where he will be somewhat deferential and just spend a while kind of being a little more harmonious. So I, you're I just like I think the Lakers. That's, honestly, yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because there aren't that many louder voices that we know he's deferential to LeBron. We just I, got,
1: mm. I got the team for Draymond. I'm Ooh. going to send my boy off to a place where he could excel and maybe win, possibly another ring. That would be the Mavericks.
3: That one's interesting. Ooh. That one's interesting. What's the move? What's the uh, who comes back? Seattle. Well, Kyrie.
1: Trade uh, Draymond <laughs> for... A- for Luka.
3: <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. NBA 2K is rejecting that trade.
0: <laughs> yeah, finding a good landing spot for Draymond is super interesting. Um, and it's, it's super hard. It's like, what you guys are saying is basically he's got to go somewhere where one more defensive piece puts them over the top. And that's why I was thinking the Sacramento Kings because they're already great offensively. And the Lakers, I could see that too, because LeBron could kind of control Draymond's craziness per se, right? But anyway, before we go on to the next topic, I'm going to take us to our ad read here. So here's a little word from a word from our sponsor.
2: Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor Parlay Play has the best lines to increase your chances at winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community
3: feel. Use code CLINICALLNBA for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a feature called slide the line where users can raise or lower line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now.
0: Download the app, indeed. We're gonna take it to our next topic here and it's the most surprising team so far this season. And I have some top contenders here. I have the second seed Thunder who are 23 and 11. I have the fourth seeded Clippers at 22 and 12. Yes, Sammy is smiling right now. I also have the fourth seeded Pacers at 20 and 14 and the sixth seeded Magic at 20 and 15. I'm gonna kick it off with Sammy here. Who do you think is the most surprising team of this season?
3: I'm not going to go with who you all assume I'm going to go with, so let's let's start there. Um, <laughs> you sure? I loved the Thunder at the start of this year, so I'm going to bypass them. I thought they would be good. I didn't think they'd be this good. For me, this is Indiana. Um, yeah. This was not a great team last year. They, they can't defend a traffic cone right now, but they score 140 points a game, so they're wildly entertaining, and I think Halliburton should be near the top. Not the top of the MVP race, but he's top 10 um they've really built up a nice squad around him they have pieces to to add more they clearly need to add some wings that can play some level of defense but i did not expect them to be in the top four almost halfway through the year i'm very impressed by them and i they're also just great they're fun to watch i love watching that team and very pleasantly surprised by what i've seen so far this year
1: jj who do you think I'm gonna have to go with the Orlando, the Orlando Magic, Jin, since I was, I've been clowning on them for the last.
0: <laughs> half of the pods. So, since I mean, Shaq,
2: since Shaq was in Orlando, yeah. that's how long JJ's been clowning. Shaq for. and
1: Penny were there, um, but to have a record of 19 and 13 and top five in defensive rating, who would have thought? And, you know, we, we always talk about how the magic, no one wants to go there. But with uh, that type of defense, they always have a chance to win. And they're, they're ranked 21 in offense. And I've, I've never been a warrior of offense just because those are, um, that's an aspect of the game that you could always get better through trades or free agency. But defense is where it's at. And we've always said that defense wins championships. On this pod, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely surprised about the Orlando Magic. Bad to pick a team off this list.
3: Beat Denver tonight too in Denver. So it's much respect.
0: Yeah, props, John.
2: Who are you going with? Do it, John. Do it. The Do Los it. Angeles Clippers.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Mostly because. Uh. If they didn't trade for James Harden and their record was 22 and 12 in the fourth seed, I would say, okay, that's that's understandable, that's acceptable to me because Kawhi is playing well, Paul George is playing well, they still have a good team, and Ty is a good coach. But they are 22 and 12, fourth seed after trading for James Harden, after losing five in a row, and now they've won I think 14 of their last 16 or something, something pretty crazy like that. They're playing really, really well, and nobody expected this. I did not expect it. James Harden looked cooked in Philly. Clearly, when he's motivated, which that, let's be honest, isn't often. When he, but when he is motivated, he plays really well, and he can, um, you know, step aside and distribute the ball. I mean, he's averaging double-digit. He's almost averaging double-digit assists for the season, right? Eight point three. So it's clear that he's he's not he's okay not being the sole. You know, um, emphasis on offense and shooting the ball with reckless abandon, which we've seen years and years prior. So, I I did not think it would be a fit. I did not think that it was going, and I'm sure everyone here did. JJ smirking because I know he felt the same way. Uh, But it it's now currently working. So, kudos to them. And Sammy, I hate you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, all all those teams have
0: surprised me. But I think the Thunder has surprised me the most because I honestly thought that they were gonna be like how can I word this? Like last year's Sacramento Kings, where there were just a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun while winning games. But now watching them, seeing how well Chet Holmgrim has been like playing defensively, and seeing like SGA, okay, becoming MVP candidate SGA. I did not expect that. I did not expect this man to average 31 points, five rebounds, six assists while shooting, let's see, 54, 33, 90 splits. Like that is absolutely ridiculous. And did you guys see when (laughs) SGA went against Boston and he literally had a whole highlight of him cooking Every single player on the Boston Celtics who have elite defensive players, elite. Yes, this is literally cooked. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube right now, search it up because it's it's completely incredible. And the thing that I think that SGA has sort of like figured out is that he used to play like super herky jerky, but now he's just like straight line down to the basket fast. So yeah I don't know for me that's got to be the big surprise because I don't think like they didn't get the second seat on accident no. like I really think this is a legitimate title contender this... this year
2: Ooh, this is a legit team man I agree and <laughs> legit- I will say I'm a little yeah. I and I will say as much as the Clippers have surprised me and as much as pain me it pains me to see them doing well I am glad that they did give away SGA because I think that is going to be one of their biggest regrets uh, for the next 15 years. Uh, yeah.
3: This kid man. is if, legitimately he's a top a 5 player right now. Yeah. Without yeah. question. Uh-huh. And if you took the personality part out of it, this is your dream on landing spot, but they're too young for him. Right. But from a skill set perspective, he's exactly what they yeah. need. I think so better
2: veteran leadership and just like the, the another guy nose. who can,
3: another playmaker someone yeah. who doesn't need to score because they've got enough scores he would fit perfectly but i don't think they have the veteran presence right now to to bring him in the locker room and i have no idea how well he would like oklahoma which is another story but just true throwing it out there that this is yeah this team has room they need one more big but they're a contender I, now i agree to and add the Thunder. One more detail Go ahead. Yeah. Our
1: listeners, I remember uh, last week that it was leaked that uh, Doc Rivers had a conversation <laughs> with Kawhi, and Kawhi was saying we need another uh, all star on the team, and Doc Rivers supposedly said, it's it's sg got one nonsense
3: yeah. i don't buy this for a second yeah, But probably. i heard this i heard what you're talking about i heard the podcast but there's no i saw doc rivers the gm for a long time he'd rather play 40 year old Paul pierce than he would any of the rookies on that bench
2: that absolutely that, that upstairs, absolutely man. sounds like a true story to me jj yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, sounds... good because he's gonna yeah. be the lakers coach soon so let doc cook <laughs> top 15 baby i think By the john way... was
2: in the room during that conversation so <laughs>
3: you
0: could say it's absolutely true <laughs>
2: and the thunder one last thing about the thunder man they can they can stay focused they don't let distractions get the best of them with the josh giddy stuff going around so but we'll absolutely. leave that for another that you know that's a good point
1: no distractions at
0: okc john
2: (laughs) just ask KD and russ (laughs) and ouch
0: (laughs) well uh one big trade that happened trade that we all were like we've all been waiting for because like i know that the clippers the lakers the warriors they've all flirted with the idea of attaining og adenobi and he ends up going from the Raptors to the Knicks for RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. And since he's been there, he has been plus 74 plus 74 in three games since being traded. The Knicks have won all three games against the Wolves, Bulls and 76ers. And I want to ask you guys now, of course, this was a big shot in the arm that the Knicks have needed. Are they now contenders? Are you guys believers in the Knicks? What do you think?
3: Man, I'm right on the borderline with them. I still feel like they they could use one more piece, but having watched them the last three games, their spacing looks better. They have a defender now who could defend a Tatum, who could step out on Lillard. They didn't have that before. I think Barrett's a fine player, but I I don't think he fit the construction of that roster. I don't think they're on Milwaukee or Boston's level yet. I think they're one step right below but they still have the assets to make one more deal. If that one more deal gets done, then I put them there. But I'm, I'm super impressed with them, and they've looked great since they made that deal. So almost, but not quite would be my thought, guys.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised too. I'm surprised mostly just because of the plus 74 and the, and the three games, I mean, it's small sample size, but I, I didn't. I was interested to see the fit between Julius Randle and OG. Um, But I know that OG doesn't really need the ball in his hands, right? He's that type of player who can make an impact on the defensive side of the ball. He can move off the ball without the ball. He does a lot of things. He's the epitome. He's a winning basketball player. And that's why he was so coveted in trades. Teams wanted him. I mean, the Warriors, you guys wanted him. I would love him on the Lakers. I mean, that's the type of player that you want on your team who does all of the small things, but is also crazy, super talented and can really be a focal point on both on the offense and defensive side of the ball. So I agree with Sammy 100%. The Knicks look impressive. I don't know if I'm ready to label them as contenders yet, but they've definitely made gone a step in the right direction. So,
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate their efforts to, in trying to get better in uh, defense, knowing that their defense is ranked probably the, within the 20 or 19 range of defensive ranking, their offense looks really good. Um, what's kind of funny is that you know, a few seasons ago, the Knicks were ranked top five in defense. So now it's switched. If they want to be like a real playoff contender, they're going to have to beef up that defense, but by acquiring OG, they're going in the right direction. And their bench looks surprisingly good, which I haven't said. I haven't said that in years.
0: So yeah, props to the Knicks. Yeah, absolutely. This, this was a great move. Are they contenders? I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm not putting them past the Celtics or the Bucks or maybe even the 76ers. I think they're they're kind of right in that four five range now i'm a little bit more confident now that they have someone alongside uh like brunson take some of that pressure off with og and Adobe taking most of the defensive work um so i i like that but contenders i'm i'm just not quite there i think three games is a small sample size and i'm gonna need to see it for like another month or two before i start saying they're a contender um on the subject of the raptors it looks like pascal siakam might be on the move it looks like there are multiple teams putting out efforts to to land him and the warriors being one of them do you guys like the potential landing of like pascal siakam to the warriors also is there another team that you'd like to see pascal siakam go to instead of the warriors
2: I mean as a Warrior <laughs> fan, it's
1: pretty pretty uh, freaking obvious that I would love Siakam. This team What would the Warriors is, trade though? It would it have to be Kuminga. Wiggins and another player that could pick up
3: Wiggins yeah, is the cap, the cap space, but the the prizes there are going to be picks. Kaminga is going to be the yeah. main asset. I mean Moody, yeah. the Raptors probably. are re- the Raptors are rebuilding at this point. They're, they're going to want yeah they're going to want kids. So the question for yeah. the Warriors is: Do you trade whatever assets you have and try to keep this core and make one more run? Hmm. So, like, let's say JJ throwing this out since you mentioned it. Let's say the trade is Wiggins, Moody, Kaminga, and a first you like that trade because I think that's what it takes to get him the
1: the caveat is uh, coach Kerr will he play the youngins and look at look 40 games into the season already he's not he's reluctant he doesn't trust them so it's just like what you said Sammy and what you said John it's all about Steph it's all about having Steph winning that other ring. And it pains me to say it, but if Kurt's not gonna use those ingredients as a chef, why not? And it's, it's a terrible trade for the Warriors, but at this point, it's just like, well, he's not using Kaminga and Moody. So why, why what's the point of having them on the team? Now I sound like a bitter old man, <laughs> which I am. <laughs>
2: John, what do you think? Wow, do I think that the do I think the Warriors should trade for Pascal Siakam if they had the opportunity? Honestly, I think they should. I think Steph's no, years are numbered, um, and just just throw all your chips in the middle of the table. That's what I would say. I'm a gambler, so I believe in taking advantage of the moment and and the resources that you have, because how often is a player like Steph gonna come along? And JJ's right, if you're not gonna leverage or use your young guys, uh, develop them, and try to have them contribute to a potential, you know, run in the playoffs, then what's the point of even having them on the roster at this current moment? You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna live in the present and you're gonna wanna do things to help your team win now, then making a move for Siakam, regardless of whether or not that's leveraging your future, which is most likely going to be,
3: then I think you have to make a move like that. So to play a little contrarian, because you said, if there is there another team I would find interesting? Indiana makes a lot of sense if they want to add a piece Ooh. now. Um, they're not necessarily going to be a full-blown contender with them but he would fit that squad really nicely. He does play some defense, which they could use. Um, Obviously he can also score a little bit and he's never had a distributor like uh, Halliburton with him. So I like that fit. Um, With the Warriors, I mean, I understand where you guys are coming from. Like you've got Curry, just push all the chips in. So I could see it. I wouldn't blame the Warriors if they did it, but um, I, I do find some other interesting spots. I think Dallas is the perfect spot for him, but every year with Dallas, we always say, "Who are they going to trade?" And I don't think that changed this year too. I don't think they have the assets to get him. So I'll throw Indiana out there as an alternative that I would find very interesting. How about the Bucks? I was thinking about that, but I don't see the fit between him, Giannis, and Lopez. That's what I was struggling with. Um, but would this that be actually a move to in my like head, too. move Middleton. Yeah, it would be a Middleton move. See, the problem, so my my problem with that then is you don't have anyone that can guard a wing at that point, because I think Siakam's mm-hmm. a little too big for that. Got you. Um, but I, I thought about them initially, too. Yeah, I, I guess we'll
0: just have to wait and see where Pascal Siakam goes. That's That actually concludes our podcast tonight. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man.
1: Thanks, everybody. New Year, you
0: she knows she loves because
2: john thanks for being on man hey thank you everyone have a great night a detective john
0: sammy thanks for being on thank you man always good to be here
2: sammy takes it all the
0: way. and of course shout out to our video producer rj Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, the Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Ro Zapanta. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Get over here.